Okay, well, I'm ready to... Let's just fucking go. See what happens. Hell yeah. <laughs> nice. 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 <laughs> nice. <laughs> Welcome to the Scottcast. Welcome to Scott Cuterie. The Scottastic Scottcast. Hey y'all, uh, welcome to episode two of Scott Cuterie, the Scottastic Scottcast. My name is Kat. And I'm Emma. And we have something pretty fun planned for today. Uh, so if you caught us on our first episode, we talked about the the fun trend of, of ska music during the holidays. It was our, our Happy Scholidays podcast. But today we're going to do a more in-depth review of the year 2020 was a pretty big year for ska, uh, with lots of releases a- across the globe. Um, obviously, it's been a-, a a weird year in general, but at the very least, we've had a lot of good music coming out onto the scene, um, and a lot of new bands as well. Definitely. In spite of how hard this year has been for especially music scenes that thrive on live performance, seeing the ska scene really rally in this way has been really exciting to see, and in the spirit of celebrating that, we want to sort of uh, point out the notable releases that have happened in, uh, you know, looking forward to the next year, which hopefully will have a lot more live performances than this one. Woo woo! And this is also a fun opportunity to sort of uh, make a list for yourself on, at least this is what I'm doing. I'm making a list <laughs> uh, for who I'm going to try to see live once once they start touring again. Oh, yes. Can't wait. to see the ska shows. Because... Wow! So, want to do the like self-introduction to sort of um, talk a little bit about ourselves? You know, take take this time at the end of the year to sort of reflect on our own experiences with ska, kind of how we came to the genre, why we're here, wanting to do this podcast with each other, um, and and kind of where we see ourselves fitting into it all, and how we approach ska today. So, Emma, would you like to start? Oh man, oh man. Yeah, let's uh, put some personality to the faces. Um, so I'm very much like a do ska we have baby. Faces? Do, do oh, we do know what our faces look like? Uh, uh, I, uh, uh, I guess not. I guess we didn't really link our socials to the um, to any of the podcast socials. So I guess they probably actually, if there's any like mutual friends watching this, they they would oh, know. True, 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 true. They'd be like, why are they introducing themselves? We already know this. (laughs) But I think in general, like, probably not a lot of people know about kind of our relationship to Ska. I feel like um, it's it's kind of rare to have the opportunity to talk about music taste, and especially Ska, which I feel like is a little bit um, still, like, pretty underground as far as, like, comparing it to, to more mainstream forms of music. It just doesn't really come up too much. Um, so I think that's another that's cool opportunity true. that we have here to sort of share that um, about each other and, and with anyone who, who does know us that has has missed out on a, a vital part of our personalities. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, do I do I want these people to perceive me? No. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, but my name is Emma. Um, in terms of my experience with Scott, um, I don't really know a lot about it. Like, I I went to my first ska show um, a little over a year ago, so summer 2019. It's still the only 
co- real concert I've ever been to. Um, I don't know why. I think I'm just like I was raised a square, so I'm I'm just kind of like <laughs> still a square, <laughs> still breaking out of my shell. Um, but you're rounding. Yeah, you're doing it. <laughs> I'm rounding out. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be a real boy. <laughs> whoop whoop. whoop whoop anyways um yeah so in terms of like my experience with Scar I think the part that I really um am drawn to is like the the live performance aspect um (laughs) this is gonna get into some like gross and nerdy shit but uh do it being in being in Cal band what What? <laughs> the University of California marching band. No way. Um, oh, you're a celebrity. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> you you know that that group that everybody knows. <laughs> um Is that but a definitely band? the Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you uh, you say it. Okay, uh, what's what's more like... obscure? The University of California marching band or ska? <laughs> oh man. I think hmm, I think it depends on the demographic. True. I think people people know ska like tangentially as like a weird form of music, but like cow band, you gotta be like somehow connected to cow band, you know? Yeah. <laughs> or like being like the marching band sphere, which is like, you know, big but also like very culty. Yeah, super niche. <laughs> a weird, a weird kind of niche. Both both are very niche. There's like a little bit of overlap, and I guess we are part of that <laughs> which is cool <laughs> anyway go on but yeah um and i think uh sort of the way that the cow band uh we do small performances called the straw hat band at a lot of our smaller performances spirit events gigs um and the way that we perform there in terms of uh, reminiscent of like the the energy and the spirit that goes into live um punk ska punk um like the the performative energy is definitely like i think parallels you know we are mm-hmm. like band nerds playing <laughs> early 2000s like mm-hmm. <laughs> pop punk but <laughs> i i definitely think that that experience especially at a very like formative time in my life um really really opened the gates into like a lot of my personality in terms of like putting myself out there um expressing myself and just like sort of letting go like I said, I was I was born a square, so <laughs> rounding out here. <laughs> yeah, it is it is kind of funny to think that your entryway into ska was through marching band, like the, <laughs> probably the most square possible activity <laughs> to do. <laughs> the strangest crossover episode ever. <laughs> but you're so right, though. I mean, you know, we we performed um, like a lot of popular ska hits. Um, and a lot of things that, you know, even if they weren't originally ska songs, they sort of become ska because they're played by horns. You know, a lot of the ways that the cow band is arranged, um, their music, it, it, it often tends to to sort of have the same um, musical qualities in addition to sort of feeling like um, the same kinds of performative energy as well. I mean, we, we played freaking a sellout and um take on me you know a lot of a lot of classic real big fish um songs uh, come on eileen you know like all all, all those hits so it kind of kind of makes sense you know they, they've always worked hand in hand which is pretty pretty legit yeah we also had some uh no doubt sneak into the packet this year obviously we didn't get to play it live but 
it was it was nice to see it. Oh, cool! What uh, what song? Uh, it was Spiderwebs. Nice. That's nice. cool. A classic. It is. Yes. <laughs> well, I yeah. Hope, what I hope one day. What about I'll you, Catherine? Uh, what? <laughs> who? Who? Me? <laughs> um. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I can. I can. I can briefly explain myself. <laughs> what gives me the right to be explain here? Explain yourself. <laughs> yeah, what are so... your credentials, anyways? <laughs> Dude, you're so right, though. I mean, I'm just a. I'm basically just like a, a fanatic, a lifelong fanatic, lifelong in loose terms. I've I've liked ska since um, you know high school days. I remember my first ska show was actually like a, a home show. Um, that my friends were playing in. They were just a, a couple of, you know, high school marching band kids who created a, a ska band together, I guess. <laughs> and um, they they played at the local, at the local like sports complex <laughs> gym. So we're just all hanging out in a gym, listening to a really interesting lineup of of music because they were a ska band, but there was also like a, a Christian metal band and a couple like you know, pretty basic suburban punk bands. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that was that was my first time sort of, uh, you know, getting a taste of ska was, like, at a very local, grassroots kind of level. Um, and then my friends that were in that, they introduced me to Streetlight, um, Real Big Fish, Less Than Jake, kind of those, those era um, ska groups. And since then, I've been, I've been hooked, but, you know, there's... Um, there's been a, a kind of hiatus of sorts, um, with, with those groups, at least. I mean, there's, there's been pretty consistent ska coming out, um, with other, uh, groups since then, but, uh, for the most part, Baby Me didn't really understand how to, how to look for other music, especially back in those days when, like, you know, Twitter and, um, Tumblr and YouTube, Facebook, they were all still relatively new, and so I don't think there was much of a presence um, when it came to to small bands sort of posting and um, really like widening their their reach in social media, so I kind of kind of took a break from ska, but um, ultimately came back to it. You know, in in college with you know I was also in the the, the California marching band. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and there was a fun thing that that we um, would do during our spring talent show that I was blessed to to start a couple years back um, that they continued, which is really dope. But it was the the California straw. No, sorry. Ska hat band. The pun is too strong. <laughs> so the, the ska hat band, which is a play on words of the straw hat band, um, where we were like an actual makeshift ska band where we would play um covers of songs at our our spring show and that was really dope to like actually actually do the thing um and it's it's rekindled my my love for the the genre and also gotten me back into to listening to new stuff too and then i went to that show with you emma last year super cool real big fish is so old now <laughs> it's so funny to think back on on that night it was such a blast though <laughs> oh man it was so it was so long 
there were like yeah. three full sets yeah and <laughs> i didn't know what to expect because it was like my first concert uh-huh. so i was <laughs> i remember i think i was talking to you or i was like i'm tired yeah <laughs> for, like, right before the last set i was like i don't, I don't know if i can make it <laughs> yeah it was tough because it was also a, a double headliner with bowling for soup and real big fish so they both had like hour-long sets in addition to the the openers and we were really going at it the whole time in the pit <laughs> we were skanking hard yeah my my luggies were so sore at the end of that day <laughs> did you go in the pit yeah a little bit i mean here and there oh, i was so scared next time next next time <laughs> i don't know don't worry the pit's actually a lot of fun and like pretty safe too i feel i mean i I think in general like a lot of punk metal and ska tend to have pretty safe um and like community oriented rules for the pit that like no one no one really talks about but it just is and exists and you know if you fall down people will pick you up and shit and make sure that you're having a good time it's so great i love the pit oh yeah yeah oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I have a knocking at my door. Quality of in-person experience. Well, like, bands have done a great job of putting their work out there, putting out new stuff, like, keeping up presence with, like, Mm -hmm. different events. It's been, like, you know, the best it can be. Um, I think hopefully people are, like, missing out on uh, the live performances in a way that will really kick off 2021 performances when they're able to happen in a really great way. Yeah. No, I definitely feel that. Like I I think as soon as as soon as everyone's vaccinated and cases are down and shows are happening in person again, as long as it's safe to do so, I can't wait to just be in a, a room full of sweaty strangers like pushing against <laughs> each other and shit and like throwing our legs out and skanking <laughs> together. <laughs> That'll be the day. Yes. to this year where we can sort of talk about um all the albums that came out and and sort of what we're looking forward to how about it to new ska releases it it really didn't start until like september Mm. (laughs) when kill lincoln dropped their new album um which i think was really exciting to like see them put out new work especially because they recorded really at the like right at the start of quarantine Mm. so they like barely like sneaked it in yeah they were all like already there when quarantine hit so they were like let's do this um Mm -hmm. so definitely uh it was nice to see like that people were like artists were still able to put out work you know Mm -hmm. yeah it's sucky for for those that were able to (laughs) to squeeze in some studio time before this all went down um or maybe even for for groups that managed to find a way after things shut down, either sort of like recording from their their bedrooms or or whatnot. I'd be curious to find out like if anyone tried to <laughs> tried to make some some weird situations happen. But yeah, I mean, you and I, you that... and I... yeah. Like a podcast episode, I think it was Pod Punk Podcast mentioned uh, "Confession Obsession" as being like a song that was like really central to like the the group's like sound. So right maybe on that one. 
Yeah, let's do it. Alright, confession obsession. That was sick. <laughs> that was so cool. Yeah. It really um it really reminds like mid 2010s pop punk. Like it, it sort of feels like the Wonder Years add some horns and then like really go at it. <laughs> it was dope. Yeah, I definitely sure. think that they do the the punk vocals very well mm-hmm. in terms of like, you know, bordering on like, you know, the the scream vocals but then also like bordering on um, almost like a, a talking sort of more um, like spoken word I don't I don't know what to call it you know but more like more like you're speaking you know mm-hmm. yeah I definitely feel that too like that that there's a certain like narrative quality to the way that it's yelled at you <laughs> <laughs> I uh I don't think I have yet but Yo. damn that shit slaps I really like the vibe. Yeah. I really like the intro also. I think it, it has mm-hmm. like a... It's a good opener. Mm. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. Right on. I, also like, uh, I really like Last Ditch Denial also. Hell yeah. Tell me about it. Um, it it's cool. Oh, sweet. <laughs> Dope. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Period. End of sentence. What a what a t- <laughs> bite me Bambi's new EP. Hurry up and wait. Uh, if if you wanted to to check it out, I oh, mean dude. honestly, I, I think all all the songs on this EP are really sick. But maybe let's listen to Strippers on a Sunday and reconvene. Oh. Yo, you did say so. Yeah. Let's 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 delve deeper. <laughs> it's hip, right? Strippers <laughs> on a Sunday, amen. Hallelujah! Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just freaking I love that track. So funny clever just like yeah some people do all this weird shit on sunday but what's what's wrong with seeing some strippers i don't know i don't know what's wrong with it support your friends support your sex workers you know pop off maybe maybe that's your tradition you know yeah it's an arbitrary day of the week absolutely (laughs) why why has it got to be holy why can't it be horny instead (laughs) H words are all the same. Hot <laughs> potato, you know, all all those. <laughs> yeah. Hungry. He's hungry on Sundays. <laughs> but I also I just oh, thought man. this was such a fun, like, you know, kind of kind of jokesy, silly track, and uh, really really reminds me to to have a good time and like you know fuck fuck the haters. You can do what you want on Sunday. <laughs> yeah i really like um how clean her vocals are i think um especially with like a lot of a lot more crossover to punk Mm -hmm. like there's been a lot more like um like distorted vocals but to have like um you know like a clean vocal is like a a very different take on like 
sort of separating out the two timbres of like the like horns and uh like the strings and then versus the the vocals to have mm-hmm. them like almost separated in a sense of like like foreground background you know yeah to vocalist um definitely love all of like the the little breakdown um triplet section in the middle where it gets all raunchy and fun like that that growl from the sax like mm, that's it that's it for me <laughs> <laughs> i just got listening to the new um bad operation album have you, have you checked that one out yet i haven't yet i'm really behind on listening to these good releases i mean this one um... this one came out last or two weeks ago mm-hmm. um let's see like the the titular song that'd be sick that one's pretty good let me right the titular bad operation in the album bad operation by bad operation hell yeah (laughs) oh man that was so good so good I wow! I don't know what I was expecting, especially only having listened to uh, kind of together before, like uh, of what they released. Mm-hmm. But wow, I I really enjoyed that. I think it was not something that's really done a lot in ska. Of like, mm-hmm. I think it had the underlyings of like sort of like an old, old fashioned like pop ballad, but like, like still had the you know traditional markings of ska like the horn line mm-hmm. but the two together like in a way i think let the horns speak a little bit more in terms of like the depth of sound because a-, a lot of times i think there's a lot of focus on like playing really bright and fast mm-hmm. and having like sort of a break from that was like a really cool opportunity for like the horns specifically to shine but also just like the song as a whole mm-hmm yeah, I've 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 seen on the internet that they're um you know that they're they're really trying to to mark themselves as part of this new tone movement. I'm not sure if you've uh read too much about that or heard too much about that. Um but I mm-hmm. I definitely feel like this track especially but you know this album overall um is really paving the way for you know a, a new a new generation of ska that is all of these things um that that you're describing you know that it's uh it's it's like opening up like a a new like musical landscape basically that you know is is not always you know steeped in um fast riffs or like punk vocals that it can be this dreamy pop kind of aesthetic but still you know have so much to offer musically that that really contributes to a, a new kind of sound and a new tone um which yeah like, I'm, I'm all here for it's it's super dope i especially love the way that the the beginning just sort of builds up with you know the bass and then the guitars and then you know you really set the scene for for when it all comes together yeah definitely the the dreamy aspect is it was super sick mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed that like vibe uh yeah i i had heard like the term new tone only sort of vaguely um it was so, sort of like one of those words like rock steady two tone that like i just had no clue mm-hmm. what it actually meant so 
sort of to like put uh, a sound to the words. Yeah, yeah this is something yeah. I'm like really excited for, and I know that uh, Cat Bites' new album mm-hmm. to be released, I think early 2021 or something like that, um, is going to be a new tone also. So, looking forward to sort of what this opens up in terms of musical exploration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, me too. I'm I'm stoked that like you know genres are are kind of becoming looser and looser as we move in into the the future (laughs) the future Um, (laughs) yeah and i think it's it's really sick that that it's it's happening now like we're we're living in this moment um and that we're so blessed to have all of this awesome music coming out these days and all these really fascinating and creative artists really putting putting their their work out there it's really sick yeah I think also um, in like the mainstream, this is happening of like, you know, there's like bedroom pop, like Mm -hmm. hyper pop. I don't even know all the words and I probably sound like a boomer, not really knowing the like different like (laughs) subgenres now. But I remember like when people were like doing Spotify wrapped this year, Mm. um, it would like show or at least for me it showed like the number of genres i had listened to as like over 300 and i was like at this at some point this is just like genres blending together and like creating subgenres yeah. not really like genres within themselves you know yeah and i think also that's that's partly to do with how spotify classifies genres like i don't know how how true that is that you listen to that many i don't even know yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And I think also, like, artists and bands are less and less likely to, to pigeonhole themselves to a particular genre these days. Like, even yeah. even with something as, like, ska, I feel like there's a lot more fluidity than there used to be. Like, a lot less gatekeeping. Or at least that's what I'm hoping to see, and, and generally seeing, at least from ska. But, um, you know, there's always, always going to be the baddies that are like no this this doesn't count as ska it's gonna be pure ska yeah Yeah. (laughs) definitely ska has so much crossover Mm -hmm. and then also there's like so many even within that there's so many opportunities to like find a unique like balance and unique sound um like with like millington's new album i think they're they're like you know like like more emo ska Mm -hmm. emo ska punk yeah Um, yeah which is like a, a really really unique sound in 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 itself yeah is that the um what's that album called brass emo yeah it is brass emo and it really is that (laughs) it really gives those (laughs) vibes i mean i i guess that that album doesn't really uh doesn't really owe itself to any particular genre either like i guess brass emo in and of itself is is kind of where that goes <laughs> which is totally cool and rad mm. that one's sick though well would would we want to listen to one of those next sure yeah strangers uh featuring call me malcolm <laughs> another absolute banger yeah ah <laughs> so good yeah oh, like man. really really throws me back to to middle school with that track in you know in a good way yeah just to be clear 
but like oh yeah yeah the good part of middle school right. that everyone experienced mm -hmm. i mean like the 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 emo music like more kind of hardcore aesthetic you know that that i think is really cool to to pair with to pair with like actual ska you know in, in those sorts of um pre-chorus and then like verse sections but but also just to have horns like it really drives it home and i can imagine how freaking sick this would be to be at a show where you're like really going at it to this kind of music oh man that was that's a good one yeah i definitely with that one the way it flowed like it all made sense together but there were definitely times where it would like sort of go more go more into like emo like punk rock territory and then swing back into like more ska like pure tone mm -hmm. guitar like the upbeats um and like sort of exploring like different mixes of of the different genres throughout different phrases of the song it was really interesting to see that all like come together and like move almost like dynamically mm -hmm. yeah it's it's really its own organism <laughs> i'm here its for own it. beast Hell yeah, yeah. I was actually checking out that, um, so, uh, Call Me Malcolm features, you know, their, their vocals a little bit in that track by Millington, and I, I checked it out, Call Me Malcolm is a UK ska, like, hard, hardcore ska punk band, um, and they actually came out with an album this year, too. <laughs> it's, it's really been quite oh. a year for, for ska. <laughs> Man, we're really like hopping along. Like, oh, this this one's connected to this one. Yeah, must go to this album next. <laughs> <laughs> a, a big web, a big web of of ska in twenty twenty, which is honestly oh, yes. how it's felt. Like it's just been unfolding this year, and like seeing all all this new rad music come out, and all these bands connecting on on Twitter and on all these other places too. It's dope. Yeah, um, I think we would be fools to not talk about one of jer's new tracks though <laughs> that's true is there is there um, one of those that you'd you'd want to talk about they're all so good r slash edgelords i think was the okay. only one i've listened to so far yeah you want to do that one yeah yeah Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, I I love the. There's so many things about this track that I, I'm a big fan of, but I think, in general, like the mixing and like mastering is so cool, and a lot of like little sort of, uh, moments that that really get the the hairs on my arms standing up and, and goosebumps goosebumps aflame you know they're, they're all over the place especially um you know when they do that breakout sec uh, breakdown section towards the end where it, it just sort of layers up on top of each other and then with the horns just so like sick and powerful and a really really compelling way to to end the track yeah oh man <laughs> i definitely wow you you got that music analysis on lock every time i like listen to a song for the first time i really don't like pick out I think a lot of like the intricacies until like a few listens in where it's like the first time i'm like 
I like the vibe. <laughs> and that's about it. <laughs> I mean, it, that's so important, though. Like, if it's if it doesn't have a good vibe, then you'll never listen again. <laughs> it's true. Does it pass the vibe check? 100%. Yes, it did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad that they're they're putting out their own solo work now. Like, they definitely deserve it after all of the... Honestly, probably one of the main reasons that Ska is popping off now and, like, yeah. as far as, like, popularity goes, I think is because of all the work that, that Jeremy Hunter's put in, uh, put into the scene, you know, just in Absolutely. their own stuff. <laughs> Yeah, and I think uh, what you said earlier about how, like, the, the mix is really good, I think definitely their experience with, you know, doing all the arrangements for Scottoon Network probably mm-hmm. really fueled that. Um, mm-hmm. Like, they really have that on lock, you know? Yeah. It's, it's really cool to, like, watch them, uh, like, their their recording process, like, on Twitch, whenever mm-hmm. they stream on Twitch. Um, yeah. And I think it is very interesting to, like, that their first song their first like original as like a solo artist is about internet culture Mm -hmm. given that they are like a a big part of like the ska online ska scene Mm -hmm. agreed (laughs) (laughs) definitely like a it uh i think has it it definitely is like a a true experience to them you know Mm mm-hmm yeah, even just, like, starting off with a sample from a cartoon, I think is, mwah, chef's kiss, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's very this generation of, like, yeah. being raised on these shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. What is next? Do we do Catbite? Or, I was gonna say, uh, yeah, go back let's to... do Catbite! <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> I love Catbite. They're so fun, too. I, I follow them on Twitter, and just always delighted to see the stuff that they got going on i think the only one i've listened to is their cover of horizontal aggression which was omnigarm sweet let's do it So you said this was a cover? Mm-hmm. It's a cover of um, Omnigon, which they, I think, released last year. Oh, right on. I really love the distortion in the vocals. I think that's super cool. Mm-hmm. Especially because I think their singer normally sings with like more pure tone. So mm-hmm. that exploration into like more distortion, especially given that um, Omnigon's sound does cater more toward the harder vocals Mm -hmm. to see that like blend together is like really cool out of like that collaboration totally yeah yeah and it also gives like the listener kind of a sense of uh like urgency and seriousness i guess like something that you know sounds like someone's singing through a megaphone basically It's, it's that kind of quality that that really puts you in a certain mindset and, and puts you in a certain place that I think uh, more clear tone uh, vocals don't do that. 
I mean, very intentionally don't do that, but I, I love that, that this um, track is, is mixed that way. It's really, really dope. Yeah, I agree that degree of rawness to it is definitely, yeah. Mm-hmm. And But she's still like so in control of her voice. Mm-hmm. She's such a good singer. Yeah. It's really fun to, to watch her too because she plays the organ while she sings and like I don't know how how the heck a person can can multitask. <laughs> I don't even know how you do strings and sing at the same time. Honestly, all of that is, is next level. I, <laughs> I, I'd never. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait for their album next year. I know, I'm excited. Yeah. That's cool. I didn't realize that they were they're coming out with a new one. But that's that's really dope. Uh I I haven't listened to Grey Matter, but I hear that they are cool and young. So... Yeah, they're also on They're also on Bad Time Records. Oh yeah. I mean, you want to you want to check out one of their new tracks? I'd be down. All right. How about Dang Love Yourself, oh. since that one looks super popular. I was super gonna popular. say that one. <laughs> oh man. Just based on the title, I wanted to listen yeah. to it. <laughs> Dang! <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. What a fucking trip that was. <laughs> that was so sick. Yeah. Wow. I I'm I'm sad I've been missing out on all of these songs up until now. Yeah, I know, right? Like I I was reading a review of of this album climbing out earlier and um definitely agree with a lot of things it said uh <laughs> that it, it like combines a lot of like hardcore and jazz and ska and and really like mixes it all together and like the subject matter is super like wholesome <laughs> which was really off-putting but like in a good way like I'm super disoriented right now but I'm I'm really loving it. <laughs> yeah, they're just like screaming at you like love yourself. Yeah. I'm like okay. Hell yeah, damn. I it. will. Great <laughs> song. If you say so. <laughs> Oh man, that's sick. Guess we got it now. Yeah. Gray no matter. No more self hate. No more. No more of that. Gray matter told <laughs> us to love ourselves, so that's what we're gonna do. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I don't even know where to start. That was incredible. I. It just kept, like. <laughs> It kept having these moments where I was like, wow, this is a great song. And then mm-hmm. it would do something else that was also great. And I'd be like, wow, this is <laughs> a great song. Yeah. Can it I just ca- kept surprising me. Right? Like, yeah. especially when it when it goes to the the super slow breakdown and then really slowly, like, achels and ramps it up. And, like, in, in a way that's kind of unexpected, I guess. Um... Yeah. Yeah, and then it just really goes ham to the end. That was sick. Yeah, all of those, like, the tempo changes, like, really make sense with with what they're doing, like, arrangement-wise. And then, like, that, like, spoken section. Mm-hmm. Um, 
even then there were like still so many moving parts of like, the horn lines like above mm-hmm. um just every every like every section had parts like intertwining moving together in different ways to to keep the song going yeah where even even though like the tempo was changing um you know uh like yeah even though like there were tempo changes it's still like as as a unit really was like pushing forward mm-hmm it was really the the Howl's Moving Castle of of New Ska. <laughs> have you seen that movie? <laughs> Just gotta keep going. <laughs> I have. Yeah, like I'm, I'm imagining like the castle on its tiny tiny little legs, <laughs> and it's it's moving, and, and like there's steam churning, and there's all these like engine parts grinding, and 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 they're all these different things that don't seem like they would be interconnected but actually are and that they're all necessary to make make this function and and get the train going um and that's that's kind of how i felt this whole song i was like yo this is this is sick i'm i'm confused but i love it (laughs) yeah i think the only thing missing from that analogy is uh the cute anime wizard boyfriend like where where is he i'm still waiting that's um that's yourself actually that's what it's all about. It's me. Love yourself. I mean, isn't that kind of the, the love yourself? Isn't that kind of the 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 main like moral theme of Halsey and Castle? It's like that's true. Yeah, because like she it all comes together. Like, hey, no, you're you're still you on the inside. Love yourself, damn it. Yeah. And Howl's all angsty, you're right. and then she tells him, "No, you're great. Love yourself, damn it." <laughs> that's kind of how the how it works, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's how the the movie goes, you know. When when she says "damn it," but in Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> cool that she also plays the sax in that one. Yeah, that is pretty. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. And Hal <laughs> Hal plays ska guitar, and Calcifer plays the bass. <laughs> They're so talented. <laughs> <laughs> what what a t- what talented fire spirit we have <laughs> oh man wow i really enjoyed just getting to like have a moment to sit down into all these new it's it's been a lot of like you know like oh this album's been released like stacking on top of each other to the mm-hmm. point where like I- i'll listen to it at some point but now i'm like really hyped just yeah. having like a little taste a little like charcuterie bite of each album ha <laughs> <laughs> Wow, what a clever this idea. title sequence. <laughs> the <laughs> end title sequence. This podcast is over. <laughs> Thanks for listening. What if we ended that way? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is the last episode. <laughs> Next time, season two. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I mean, I, that's kind of why we why we have to do this podcast this way. So there's just so much that... You know, we can only we can only take little bits and pieces here and there because there's there's so much out there to listen to. Yeah, and with ska being you know such a the diverse genre that it is, you know everyone's gonna like a little bit of something. Like maybe maybe you don't like red wine, maybe you prefer moscato because you're a baby. I'm not pointing any fingers, but my point is, you know, no matter what, there's always gonna be something out there that you enjoy. I think there's definitely the the sort of attitude of like ska as like a very like two-dimensional 
culture in terms of like how mainstream media or like not me not media but like mainstream culture views the ska scene is very two-dimensional so i think you know allowing a wider variety of what's what's really out there you know what what are we looking forward to um because there's something out there for everyone in the ska scene that's so true and there and beyond just like talking in like strictly genre terms i think there's also a lot of um a lot of different people and like ideas and communities that are invested and involved in it too and i think that often gets a bad rap and that's that's probably something that we can talk about in a in a future podcast um but you know oftentimes ska gets casted as this like uh like white skinhead kind of genre but that's definitely not not the case especially today um and i i think you know opening up opening up the genre to a lot of new sounds and also, you know, acknowledging the the different people and identities and communities that are involved in it too, I think is is a, a really crucial part of the, the discourse that, that we are hoping to contribute to here too. Yeah, and I think also tying into that, like, to sort of, you know, break that misconception and also, like, do better service to the history of ska, you know, like, the first wave of like Jamaican ska of like like a national identity as they were like right around the time of like getting their independence and then like second wave like two-tone which also called for a lot of like racial unity um so I think doing yeah doing better like building on that legacy in in a better way you know because there there is like way more to ska than than just you know what you described of like the the common perception of of what ska is and maybe we can end on that note here's to 2021 yeah i i'm excited i'm hopeful do you have any good ska puns for for happy new years or something ska happy new years <laughs> that's pretty good how about um i, I got to quit no no lang syne <laughs> You know the odd lang syne, but ska. ska oh, lang syne. That's perfect <laughs> episode <Wow>. title. <laughs> that's a wrap. That's a wrap. end sequence. Happy New Year! So excited to hear what's coming up next. So excited to have you all along the ride with us. Yeah, hope you and your family and your friends are doing well in this hell year and. Hope we all have a have a brighter future to look forward to. 